Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. We've got a great program for you today. I'll be talking about stress solutions, and we'll have a little holiday music with Jeremiah at the piano. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Christmas the Year Round. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about Christmas the year round. You know, what happened on Christmas Day? Christ was born, and he was a new creation. He was going to do God's will perfectly and bring light into the world and truth and save us from our sins. And every day when you awaken in the morning, it can be a new day for you if you could only move according to God's will and live and move and have your being in him, then everything you do will be filled with grace and will bring good fruit. Why does everything that you do when you're in God and he is moving through you and you have gotten your ego out of the way, you've gotten your own will, selfish will out of the way, and all you want to do is you want to know the truth, you want to know the purpose for your existence, and you want to do the right thing, even though you don't know what the right thing is, then you wait and then you move. When you move, it's inspired by the Spirit of God. And whatever you do when you are in that condition must bear good fruit because it is from God and it originates with him. Instead of originating because of your selfishness and because of your rebelliousness, see, when you are selfish and you are rebellious, when you want something, when you make something more important than what's right, then you disconnect from the flow. And instead of going with the flow, going with God's flow, You are disconnected. And now, how are you going to move? With what impetus? With what idea? With what motivation are you going to move? Well, your motivation is selfishness, and your motivation is, yes, selfishness. But your selfishness then draws to you another source of motivation, another source of ideas another source of goals, another source of things to do. And then you follow that, and it leads you astray. And then once you have been led astray, you don't want to admit you're wrong. You don't want to see your mistake. So you make excuses for it. You justify it. You rationalize it. And you can't believe you don't want to believe that Whatever you did and those ideas that moved you are not your own ideas. See, the soul is incapable of originating thought. 
All that your soul can do is incline one way or incline the other. And depending on which way your soul inclines, that will be the source of, let's call them, this isn't an expression that I came up with or a phrase I came up with, but it's a good one, thought essence to be. You bring into yourself thoughts to be, and those thoughts explode in the mind, they germinate in the mind, they, what's the word I want? Have Like a seed pod, burst, that's it, burst. They burst in the mind, and suddenly your mind is filled with all of these thoughts and none of them are any good. And you follow them and they mislead you. So, being led astray is the problem, and then not, and then thinking that those ideas are your own is the other problem, and then not wanting to admit you're wrong is another problem, and making excuses is another problem. So, wouldn't it be better if you weren't misled in the first place? Well, that is very possible, and that is what you must find. You must find your Creator so that you can be whole. See, a human being, soul, mind, body, nerves, breath, movement, it ought to make a whole. And it does when you move gracefully, like um, a ballerina, or when you're going for a nice walk. It's graceful, and it's whole, and it's without conflict, and everything is working together. Nothing is working at cross-purposes. But when something gets in from the outside, it begins to take over part of you. And that part, then, answers to the outside and not to you. That part of you is answering to another agenda, another pattern, and not the one that God had in mind. So then you're filled with conflict, and then you work at cross-purposes, and then you do things and you wonder, what I do that for? Taking in these ideas from the outside Taking in these thoughts from the outside, these, these notions from the, outs, the outside, it gains control over some part of you. And then it moves you. And you don't know why you do what you do. You think it's your own idea, but it's not. And so no wonder you have conflict. No wonder you're tense. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. Look at it this way. Let's just say that you get angry at traffic. Well, maybe, maybe you saw your dad getting angry at traffic. And you resented your dad. You resented him when he was angry and yelling. 
yelling at other people, yelling bad words. It shocked you. See, it was out of character, wasn't it? But you know what? Where did it come from? It came from the outside. See, it got into him. And then it was operating through him. That's why it seemed out of character. Now, you were a little child. You sit there in the car and your dad is yelling foul words at somebody because he's angry because they cut in front of him or something. And now you are shocked by that. And you're imprinted by that scene. And lo and behold, the day will come when you as an adult will find yourself doing the same thing. So now you find yourself upset and yelling at some other driver and you blame the other driver as if he were the cause of your upset or you blame traffic as if it were the cause. You blame someone else and you see it or them as the cause of your upset. But it, what it is is you're, all you're doing is the stimulus on the outside is causing you, is bringing forth a behavior that you were imprinted with when you long ago became upset and resented your dad for yelling. You understand? So that type of thing has happened over and over, and now you're totally imprinted by all of these outside people who themselves were out of control. And so everybody is out of control. Everybody is imprinted by everybody else and becoming everybody else. Everybody has conflict, and you have a world that's this, you, and families that are on, on the edge of losing it. So you don't want that to happen. So what are you going to do? You have to go back to the very, be so now you are, let's face it, you are imprinted by all of this stuff. So imprinted by thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of these incidents where, yeah, you had a weakness. You did. You could have been patient, but instead you got angry. You could have seen that the person couldn't help themselves and not resent them, but you couldn't see that. And besides, you were only a kid. You weren't mature enough yet. You didn't want to get upset when you were a little kid, but it happened. Okay, so it happened. So now, what are you going to do? Well, what you got to do now is back to basics. What has gone wrong with you? What is wrong with you now? You will need to deal with it, but in a very special way. You need God's help. You need his light. You need his grace. You need his love, which has always been there, but you fell away from it. You remember? I said that when we move away from this intuitive flow, then we become separated from it. So, that's how everything went wrong. All you need to do now is refine it. Refined him. His grace, his peace, his love, his forgiveness. It's all there waiting for you. You have only been separated from it. All you have to do is refine it. And then he will begin to solve all of your problems for you. And you, in a sense, will be a, a bystander. You will marvel at what happens in you and through you with his magic there. So all you have to do is find him. So now what has been your problem? It has been being tempted to move with the wrong timing. Being tempted to want something too much, to reach for it, 
being tempted to move with the wrong energy. People were very clever at messing up your timing and withholding things and so that you were tricked into be reaching angrily. You were tricked into reaching impatiently or you were tricked into not reaching and holding back. When, when doing something would have been natural, they made it so that you didn't want to do it to rebel and you held back. You see, they messed it all up, and so they got you to move with the wrong timing also. So that's another problem. So that's been the story of your life. That can easily be solved when you learn to calm down and move from your center. So now what you need to do is to learn how to become re-centered, re-find the place from which good can enter. And when it operates through you, when God's light and his love and his will operate through you, it washes through you, and it washes out the bad, and it washes out the wrong influence, and it overcomes the negative. And then you are free to move from this new source of energy and motivation, which is from your creator. So that's what I wanted to tell you now. The second half of this program is all about how to learn to sit still. So can you see that your movements now originate from outside forces, outside stimuli, outside imprinting, outside temptations, outside teases, outside taunts, outside challenges, see? And together with your weakness, you made a lot of boo-boos. So it, but it all started from a wrong movement. But now if you could learn to sit still, move from an internal stimulus coming from your creator, that every movement will be good. It'll be blessed, it'll be fruitful, and there'll be no conflict. Yeah, you might have conflict with other people when you start to express the truth and start to do things right, and you're disobedient to their pressure, see, they may not like it, but that's good. All right, conflict with the world, okay, but peace with your Creator, who is your Heavenly Father. So now this is my present to you at the end of this year. What's coming up is my present to you, talking about the little exercise that I made, which is called sitting quietly, it helps you to get started. I'm going to be talking about that. So stay tuned. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. This Christmas holiday, don't forget to take some time off. Resting up is vital for an improved mood, reduced stress, and increased concentration. Good health cannot be bought with any amount of money, and your health is more important than the amount of work that you do. In the Bible, the Lord said, You will work six days of the week, but on the seventh day you shall rest. And your loved ones will be glad when you come to them with plenty of time to devote to them and an improved mood.
and maybe even a joke or two. You may even find you want to take these ideas to the rest of the year as well. For more inspiration for your day, visit SheddingShackles.com. That's SheddingShackles.com. The great French philosopher Blaise Pascal put it this way when he said, All of humanity's problems stem from a single cause, not knowing how to sit quietly in a room. Welcome back, everyone. In this program, I'm introducing you to a little biofeedback exercise called hand-warming which is very simple and it has benefits that you can enjoy right away. It helps to calm you down and shows you that you can have some control over your own body. And so let's continue then with the discussion. It's an important one because Americans are under stress. I want to show you how to remain the same, remain unchanged, regardless of the stresses. So here we go. The basic hand-warming exercise, which I direct you to, it's at my website, SheddingShackles.com. SheddingShackles.com. I want you to go there and get it. You can download it, and I want you to give it a try. I want you to use it, because here's why. Let's say that you learn how to sit quietly in the room. As Pascal said, but see, I'm adding an extra dimension to it. He got part of it. But the other part is you have to learn how to sit quietly in a room without being lost in thoughts, without being lost in worries and doubts and fears and rethinking the past or lost in fantasy to escape from reality. See, you can sit in a room and have awareness. You're aware of the birds singing outside. You're aware of the wind in the trees. You're aware of the changing patterns of light around you as light filters through your window. You're aware of yourself, aware of your hands and your body as you're sitting there. You're very aware of uh, now, as you're sitting quietly, you notice your hand. You become very aware of your hand. Let's pick one. How about your right hand? Let's say your right hand. And you become aware of your hand, and it starts to tingle a little bit as you're aware of it. When you're aware of your hand, when you're giving your attention to it when you notice it. When you're conscious of your hand, it begins to tingle a little bit. It's like a delicate glow. You know, if you direct your love towards someone and they notice it and they smile and they glow 
like little children glow. While your hand glows, your hand becomes a little warm and a gentle, delicate, tingly feeling. It's very cozy. It's very comfortable. It's very pleasant because of your attention to it. So you notice your hand. You could notice one finger at a time. It helps you to be aware of your hand. It helps you to be conscious, very conscious of your hand with the help of noticing one finger at a time. So let's say your thumb. You're sitting there quietly in your room and you notice your thumb. You feel your thumb. You can feel your awareness of the thumb as it tingles a little bit. You notice your, the tip of your thumb. Let's direct your attention to the tip of your thumb. And it tingles a little bit. And now direct your attention to your first finger. Notice your fingertip. And as you notice it, it begins to tingle a little bit. And now notice your second finger. As you are very conscious of your second finger, it begins to tingle a little bit. And you can go from finger to finger, one at a time, to help you remain conscious of your hand. And then you can be aware of your whole hand as it tingles a little bit and feels a little bit warm. Well, that's the exercise. And because it's biofeedback, within a very short amount of time, you get very good at becoming aware of your hand so that it tingles a little bit, feels cozy, tingly, warm, it's like a little buzz, and very pleasant. Now you can make the exercise even more effective by closing your eyes. So next time you're sitting safely on your couch, or at your computer desk, or you're lying in bed, somewhere where you're just sitting quietly and not doing anything, you can close your eyes, and you can look at the little twinkles of light on the inside of your eyelids. And when you close your eyes, it helps to eliminate external distractions that capture your attention. So now you can understand why I am always talking about the, uh, the little exercise that I have. It keeps you in the present. As you're aware of your hand, you're in the present, and you're not lost in your thoughts. When you're noticing your hand, you're not lost in thoughts. Do you, do you see that? You're in the present. You can hear the birds singing outside or the computer hum or the sound of traffic going by. You're in the present moment. Now, when you're in the present and you're not lost in thoughts, you have access to your intuition. You have access to common sense. It's when you get lost in your thoughts and in emotions that you lose track of your intuition. A good example is if you get angry. When you get angry, See, you get the emotion pulls you down into the emotion and wrong ideas, and then you do things and say things that later you wish you hadn't. But if you can be aware of your hands or aware of your hand, notice your hand so that it begins to tingle a little bit. It keeps you in the present, and it gives you perspective. So then when an idea approaches, you don't immediately follow it. 
you don't get lost in it. You don't get pulled into it. And if it's not a good idea, you are not seduced by it because you have perception, you have intuition, you have common sense. Those are all available when you're not lost in your, in your thoughts. So it's not that it's wrong to think, but thinking should flow from understanding. It should flow from wisdom. It should flow from common sense. It should flow from what you know in your heart is right. See? Then it's good. But when your reality checks are on hold, when you're not doing reality checks, when you're lost in the thinking, then you don't have perspective. It's the difference between sitting on the bank of a river and watching the river flow by, which is what we should do, versus jumping into the river and floating downstream toward the rapids. You understand there's a big difference. So you need to get out of the river and sit on the bank and watch it flow by. Watch those ideas flow by and you will have perspective. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. Don't forget the reason for the Christmas season. We should celebrate God's love for the world through the birth of the Christ child, Jesus. The joy that Jesus can bring to your life should last the entire year round. Just focus on living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. You can do that by following your intuition, and in time you'll rediscover hope and joy in your life. See, you have intuition. You have access to it. And it keeps you from following a wrong idea. Or you might, you might go along with it for just a little while, but then you see that it's not a good idea. But once you get pulled into the idea and down there and start following it, then you lose your intuition. You lose your common sense. You lose your perspective. And so that's not good. So that's why I urge you to try a little uh, hand-warming exercise that I've made because it could uh, definitely help you to, um, to not get so lost in uh, ideas that you don't know the source of. You don't know where they come from, and you're not sure whether they're good or not. And even if they are good without common sense, you don't know how to apply them properly and with the right timing. So it's very, very simple. And unless you get your common sense back, your intuition back, your perspective back, and know how to hang on to it. See, that's why the hand-warming exercise is good, or the simple little meditation I have is good, because they teach you how to hang on to it. Then the little exercises that I have are totally free. Uh, you could get them at SheddingShackles.com. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.